This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu for more information. On Friday, February 1st, Microsoft announced it was making an unsolicited bid to acquire Yahoo for $44.6 billion in cash and stock, a 62% premium over Yahoo's stock price at the time. If the deal is completed, it would be the largest acquisition in Microsoft's history, and the company hopes will jumpstart its struggling internet search and advertising businesses, as well as add to its online portfolio a number of popular websites such as Flickr, Yahoo Jobs, and Yahoo Personals. Yahoo is officially evaluating the offer and, according to reports, is talking to other companies as possible suitors. MySpace.com parent News Corp, AOL parent Time Warner, and AT&T are a few of the companies named as potential alternative partners. Meanwhile, Google seems determined to derail the deal. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, Google CEO Eric Schmidt contacted Yahoo's Jerry Yang about helping Yahoo fend off Microsoft's overture. David Drummond, Google's senior vice president and chief legal officer, was even more blunt, stating in a Google blog that, he finds the proposed acquisition troubling and asks, quote, could Microsoft now attempt to exert the same sort of inappropriate and illegal influence over the Internet that it did with the PC, end quote. What's going on here? Does this deal make sense and for whom? And if the deal goes through, how difficult will it be to meld these two giant technology companies into one? I'm Kendall Whitehouse, technology editor for Knowledge at Wharton along with Mukul Pandya, Knowledge at Wharton's Editor-in-Chief, and we're speaking with Wharton Management Professors David Shu and Larry Rabiniak. Microsoft claims there are many synergies between the two companies. Is this true? Will Microsoft get what they want out of this deal if it goes through? If you look at synergies, or you take a look at what the expected benefits are, uh, they are thinking, Steve Bomber is thinking that, in fact, there are a lot of synergies. They've, the little bit I've seen about the discussion, they've talked about scale economies. They've talked about scale economies in advertising and capital spending and R&D, synergies in search and non-search activities, and expanded R&D capacity, operational efficiencies. I mean, it's all – now, some of this we hear in every merger, in every acquisition. We know that. Synergies that seem to be hard to come by, but they are talking, I think, very strongly about synergies and kinds of benefits they expect to get from this. Uh, I saw somewhere that someone at Microsoft said that if you look at their R&D budgets alone, they can save, what, a billion dollars a year or something like that by combining the two companies. Now, whether that's exaggerated or not, I'm not sure, but certainly they are looking for synergies. Whether they're going to realize them all is an execution question or so we'll come to later, but let's just say that, in fact, there's probably some synergies to be gained. I largely agree. I think that if you look at the assets that Yahoo has – And if you think about their assets as primarily being um, about uh, consumer experience across their products of email, uh, instant messaging, uh, some of the other ways in which they touch the consumers, there have been reports that they get some 500 million monthly users. And I think that's quite distinct from what Microsoft, in terms of what we think about as their core strength, as their office product Mm -hmm. or their Windows product. Products They've, of course, have initiatives in Hotmail and other um, products that touch the users. But I think when we get to talking about the, the battle with, with Google, I think this is where it really comes in, that is gathering data on cons- consumer usage patterns and whether the various strengths of Yahoo 
and uh, Microsoft can be deployed together to effectively uh, fight in the for the online advertising dollars, or whether they want to kind of engage in that battle head on. And but of course, we'll have to talk about that a little bit later on in the discussion. Well, in fact, let's. Um, in fact, let me ask about that battle for the online advertising dollar and particularly the, the search-based advertising dollar. That's clearly a driving force underlying this deal. Does this make sense, though? Both Microsoft and Yahoo have had difficulty getting traction in this space. Mm-hmm. So do two faltering plans combined really lead to a better outcome? Well, we come back in part to the synergies, but let me answer you directly. I mean, let's face it. They are looking to compete with Google. Google has, what is it, 75% share of the online advertising market. They have roughly 60% of all search inquiries. And you're right. Yahoo hasn't been able to catch Microsoft. We'll come back to this when we talk about execution. But Microsoft has been strong in other areas. They're not strong in this area. And Yahoo has been faltering. But the thought is, quite frankly... That if you take two and two, or one and one, I mean, one and one together is going to be three. And somehow they're going to get large enough, and they're going to be able to compete, and that they're going to be able to develop new products and services and appeal to advertisers. I think their scale will give them some benefit, but let's put it this way. There is no other hope if they want to compete with Google. I mean, I can't think of any other way to compete with Google. Google's growing rapidly. They're taking over the entire market. Individually, the firms couldn't do it. And the only possible way to even think about competing would be through acquisition. I can say more about it. There's been a lot of acquisitions in the industry, so there's a model that they're following, too, that they have to acquire in order to get the size, the scale. What did Rupert Murdoch say years ago when he was talking about um, – uh, Disney buying ABC, he said it was a song of synergy and a song of size and a song of scale. And I think this is it. We've mentioned synergies, but they're also singing a tune related to scale and size as the only hope of getting close to Google. Yeah, I think that's largely right. What I'd like to do is to maybe take a step back and think about the whole Microsoft strategy uh, going back to various battles. And you think about... You know, they fell behind in the web browser, yet they were able to successfully come in uh, with their Internet Explorer and uh, beat Netscape. Same thing with uh, the Xbox, um, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, of gaming. Not so well in the MP3 uh, player space uh, with their Zune product um, relative to the iPod. What they're trying to do here is they've realized that they're not so sophisticated on the search, which is, turns out to be the enabler of online advertising. Uh, in the past, they've been able to uh, move in as a second mover uh, very rapidly and aggressively. Uh, and it's been okay that they haven't been first mover because they have all the other complementary assets to come in and compete successfully. Now, whether or not that's the case here remains to be seen, but I agree, Larry, that you know these market share, it's, it's, it's not encouraging at all. What I worry about is, um, well, on the one hand, I agree with you that they cannot cede this space because who could ignore the whole category of online mm-hmm. advertising? The question becomes, you know, are they able to, to, with this integration with Yahoo, will they be able to somehow uh, beat Google at their own game? Uh, yeah. That doesn't seem so likely. So I would encourage, if I were to advise uh, the management of Microsoft or Yahoo, thinking about... Uh, as you say, you know, extending out some of their strengths, trying to uh, think about what's going to be the next battle, 
Uh, of course, they do want to be a player here in the online uh, advertising space, but uh, Google may yet be disrupted by a startup or Microsoft Yahoo in the provisioning of better um, advertising. And let's not forget that there's a whole other industry mm-hmm. of doing uh, providing advertising the whole you know incumbent uh, players that are probably not you know lying down and seeding uh, this space as well. In, I, I guess the upshot is you have to have some network effects. If you think about uh, how Microsoft is able to come in, if there can be some synergies across their products, as in the kind of Windows and, and, and Office type of products, which may or may not be legal, you come to potential antitrust concerns a little bit later on, but you know they would have to get some leverage somehow, um, and it's I think going to be very difficult to beat. Uh, Google in all the efforts that they've done and their, uh, you know, advertising infrastructure to really, uh, you know, uh, make make an aggressive move in that space. Let me just add something to what you said. You mentioned something, you implied something that I want to hitchhike, a a point I want to build on. Uh, Microsoft impresses me in that they learn pretty well. They make mistakes, but they learn. I was part of a team years ago which did some work with them. We were out there a lot doing some stuff and talked to some of their people. And, for example, we talked about things like Xbox. When they got into Xbox, I think they they made a lot of mistakes when they got into it. They assumed because they had the capabilities in software, because they were Microsoft, because they had all this money, that they were going to break into a whole new market. They didn't really do quite frankly, the industry analysis, the competitor analysis, the kinds of things you think about. Is the industry attractive? Do I want to go head-to-head with Sony and others in this new industry? It, to them, it was like, well, yeah, we can do it. You know, well, Don't worry about it. We're Microsoft. Well, they went in, and they've gotten I went, hurt badly. They've lost how many billions of dollars? And yet, this is the first year, I think, they're going to make a profit. So it's like, to me, I always thought they were pretty resilient, that even though they wouldn't admit to their mistakes. They knew they made them. They kept them quiet. But it was always like they adapted. They changed. They developed Xbox. They hit a few good games. So it's like the resilience, resiliency is there, plus they had lots of money. And so I think that building on yours, they have a lot to learn. And I'm a little concerned, but I have a feeling they might be able to pull some of this off and hit some new products, do some new things based upon that uh, uh, combination. But as they say, we'll have to see. Right. It it's uh, it certainly helps with, to be resilient if you have some cash. Uh, oh, absolutely, no, no doubt about that. M- money cures lots of evils, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it absolutely <laughs> it does. does. But coming back to Google, uh, let's say if Eric Schmidt, uh, the CEO of Google, were to ask you for your advice on what what should Google do, well, what would you say? Well, one of the things I think, if I could, I think Yahoo and Google are talking. I mean, Google, is, you know, has to look back and say. Look at all the things we're looking at. If they form this combination, are we vulnerable? If they decide they're not vulnerable, they might just turn around and say, fine, do it. You're not going to cut into our market. We have other stuff in store. We're going to keep on growing. We're, gonna, we're not worried about you. If the CEO decides there might be something to this combination, there might be some sort of synergy and, 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 and whatever that might affect us, I might then more proactively approach Yahoo. I mean, Yahoo and Google uh, are talking about doing some things. Yahoo's not crazy about the idea, but they don't like, Yahoo doesn't like Microsoft. They don't like Google. But who do you like less? <laughs> I guess that's the question. So if I, were, if I were really worried 
at Google, I would go approach Yahoo and say, look, we'll make you a deal. We'll do your online advertising. We'll share this. We'll do this. We'll share some technologies. And in effect, we'll form an alliance or do something to keep you away from uh, uh, Microsoft. But I don't think Google's going to be that concerned, quite frankly. I, I don't yeah, think Yeah, so. I'd like to just pick up on your final thought there in that, yes, uh, the last thing that, that uh, the CEO of Google wants to see is a, a stronger competitor. Yet at the same time, I think we have to, to take a step back and reflect on how we got in the situation where Yahoo is vulnerable to take over Target. And we have to reflect on uh, the choices that they've made. And let's, let's face it, some of the disappointments in their auctions, their music, their photos, their social networking, online video, leading, all, you know, all leading up to the recent layoffs. And they've failed to really um, you know, innovate in the way that others have in the industry that would be the basis of an upward trajectory. So it's not the first time that Microsoft has approached Yahoo, um, but now it's a very different bargaining game as a result of the downward trajectory uh, of Google, and I'm not as we think about Google's strategy and whether they want to try to bid up the the, the sale price of this asset. I'm not so sure, given their uh, portfolio of assets that Yahoo has. As we think about Google, my impression is what they're trying to do is to secure all the on ramps onto the web so that they can tr- uh, channel that into their online advertising um, revenue model. And to that um, end, they've uh, They've entered in with their Android product uh, for the handsets, open social for the social networking, the maps application, media, YouTube, all that stuff to collect data about user experience so they can develop better products. Meanwhile, they're experimenting with Google Labs, lots of different products, and uh, acquiring a lot of consumer data through Gmail and other products. And so I think the next battleground, what they're preparing for as Google is personalization of software. And that's why I think that Yahoo and Microsoft makes a lot of sense, because as we let let off the conversation, there's some synergies there that Microsoft simply does not have. I believe that they're offering 60% premium because they see those those synergies. I don't think Google, uh, either for antitrust reasons or more pragmatically for the assets that Yahoo has, is going to be bidding, but they would, of course, like to have others uh, not have face a stronger competitor in the space. Yeah, and uh, just focusing on Yahoo for a second, I mean, they're not doing well. Last five quarters, their profits have been going down and down. So they're not in a strong position. I mean, it's not like they could sit back and say, let's fight it out, guys, and come up with a deal. So it'll be interesting to see what they wind up doing. Frankly, I I, I think they're going to take the deal from Microsoft, that that premium. It's about $31 a share. They're talking now about maybe 35 I mean, it's already a big premium, and, and I think Balmer, by the way, has to win this one. He has to come. That's another issue. I just think he wants to win this to look good because a lot of stuff he's done outside of his traditional software area hasn't worked. And so he really wants to do something to regain cachet. So we've talked about the synergies that may make this deal make sense. Now let's talk about the difficulties of actually doing it if the deal goes through. Are these not very different companies, even though they have some similarities in their products in terms of their culture? They seem to be very different companies. How difficult is it going to be to meld these into one large company? 
I think they're going to have some difficulties. You're right. This isn't, to me, let me use my terminology, this I see as a kind of unrelated diversification. I mean, even though, you know, there's some similarities and whatever, this is, they're really going into, Microsoft is going into new space, just like the Xbox example. When you go into new space, you have to learn. It's very hard to pull off. There's going to be some problems. Um, So I think that what they're going into is far removed from what they've normally done. It's going to present some problems. The premium price, I mean, they have to, uh, we know from history, we've got all sorts of consulting and other companies telling us that you pay a premium price, you go into an unrelated diversification, and you often wind up depleting or decreasing shareholder value. So, I mean, that's going to be over his head. He's got to worry about that. But there are other practical questions. How do you take 14,500 employees and meld them into 80,000? You've got structural change. You've got duplication of some resources. Traditionally, this industry has looked very, very much down on acquisition and layoffs. All of a sudden, we're getting more acquisitions. All of a sudden, the companies are beginning to act a little bit more like, as someone in the Wall Street Journal said, big utility companies, you know, traditional company A buying company B. So melding of people, melding of structural units, melding of cultures. It's not only two different cultures, of Yahoo and uh, Microsoft. But Microsoft within is changing culture. They've traditionally had a kind of thing where their own engineering people and software people created stuff internally. It was a heavy R&D focus. What we do is good. Suddenly, what are they doing? They're buying capabilities. They've begun to hire people from the outside. VPs have left because they don't like the change in culture. They're hiring people from the outside so that some of the distinctiveness of what they've done is changing. So not only do you have a cultural potential integration issue of Yahoo and Microsoft, you have some cultural problems within Microsoft that you might have to worry about. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that because I think that that answer is right on. I think that in general, when we think about the scale of this particular acquisition, it's unprecedented, of course, for Microsoft. And Microsoft itself has done quite a bit of acquisition over the years, starting in, I believe, 1986. Um, but what's I think it goes counter to the culture of innovation in some of these spaces. Either you're going to be acquiring smaller startups or preferably you're going to do, be doing it organic, organically in-house. And when we think about the previous cases of success versus failure in these more mega acquisitions in the technology space or internet space, you know, it's that track record is does not look that good. If you think about uh, uh, AOL Time Warner, of course, we think about perhaps HP and Compaq. Others, it's just notoriously difficult because... Uh, there's very strong cultures associated with these companies, the integration, the redundancies, all those things have to be managed. And I think at the end of the day, you have to think, well, uh, what are the possible synergies? What, what do we have to deliver as an integrated company? And how are we going to be able to get up to that frontier much faster than our competitor, Google, in this particular instance? And whether the answer is going to be a direct attack on the online marketplace model or some other uh, new battleground, I think, remains to be seen. But I think the the management of these companies have to be mindful of the difficulties and the logistical um, integration difficulties associated with this type of, of size. Just one other point to hitchhike on, on what David just said. Uh, I remember a number of, maybe a year or two ago, Steve Ballmer was looking at uh, 
uh, Google. And he said, well, they're just consolidating dominance through acquisition. I mean, they're not really creating new, they're just acquiring people and, and whatever, so with a sort of hint that this wasn't the right thing to do. So how does he combat it? They're gaining dominance through acquisition. It's like what you dumped on a company doing two, three years ago, you are now doing. And so if your own people agreed with you two years ago, we can't act like this. We have to grow organically. We're great. All of a sudden, you're turning around and saying, well, the rules have changed. We're going to dominate through acquisition. We're going to become more like Google and some of these other companies who have done this before. So that's even a small thing. There are going to be some, that's why I think some people are leaving and don't like what they're seeing changing, but we'll have to wait and see if, if Balmer can handle that transition. He's a qualified person, but I, you know, he's going to face an uphill battle on some of this, I think. Speaking of dominating through acquisition, you both mentioned the antitrust uh, factors. Uh, could you speak to a little bit of that and what this might mean for consumers? I think, it, as is usual in the antitrust um, analysis, you have to understand what markets, what, what is the relevant market. And uh, Google is clearly playing off the uh, dominance, or not really dominance, but high market share of both Microsoft and Yahoo in the space of email and instant messaging. Of course, uh, Microsoft's reply is, well, let's pay attention to online advertising um, space and you know basically Yahoo plus Microsoft don't even begin to approach the market shares that um, that Google have and so there's clearly with the size of this kind of merger there's a there's clearly going to be some review here but uh, to your earlier question of is it a, a credible threat that Google would come in with its own uh, acquisition of Yahoo I I don't think that as a, a likely scenario I think that uh, the Microsoft and Yahoo uh, merger uh, face a lower hurdle with respect to integration on antitrust grounds. Um, and of course, we also have to, th to think about the pricing side of the equation. Um, I think that for consumers, that a stronger competitor for Google could be a good thing on the an online advertising space in that uh, there may be some uh, new platforms for advertisers to get on uh, a different uh, competitor is always going to uh, put downward pressure on, on prices. So I suspect that consumers will end up uh, being the beneficiaries of a Microsoft-Yahoo deal, uh, not only in online advertising space, but in the kind of consumer-type products that are associated with uh, the Yahoo assets. I agree with David, except for maybe one little thing. I went back and looked at a lot of I'm not much of a blog follower, but I started looking at the blogs to see what some of the things people were saying. And I found an awful lot of reaction and a lot of industry comment on the fact that most of the synergies, most of the things talked about are going to benefit Microsoft, Yahoo, or Google. And they'll talk about uh, more market share. They'll talk about competition. They'll talk about synergies. The number of times I saw things mentioned like the customer is going to benefit Far fewer, far fewer of these comments. I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's just that you now you have a dominant firm, and now you're presenting. If you the combination goes through, it's basically you know an oligopoly with a couple of dominant firms. Whether they'll drop price or whether they'll compete in other ways for a while, I'm not certain. So I, I'm hoping the customer benefits. I'm hoping that there would be some increased competition, but right now I'm not 100% convinced that the consumer or the customer is going to win from this. I think the companies are more focused on how they're going to win and beat each other. Yeah. 
Given how big and complex this is, if these two companies do join, what advice would you give to Mr. Balmer? If he called you in and said, what can I do to make this work? What would each of you tell him? Well, one of the things I would suggest right away is just uh, consider very strongly developing a good implementation or execution plan and look at the things that are part of that plan. Talk to the companies involved. Talk to the top managers. Do a kind of workout session to get some of the feelings of what the concerns are, what the fears are, what the issues are, and then put together a kind of SWAT team right away from both organizations, even if it's dominated by Microsoft, a SWAT team to start looking at these critical issues, to take a look at strategy, to take a look at structure, to take a look at elimination of redundancies, to take a look about some basic issues. How do we keep people from leaving? Are there retraining issues involved? How fast do we move? This is one question that always comes up that people seem to ignore. People will turn and say, you know, do it quickly, get it over with. I think you have to talk about what is done quickly, what takes a little longer, and just like out an implementation plan to execute the integration well, decide what should be integrated, how, and just get enough people involved in that discussion so that you're not pulling major surprises and driving people away. Bama's a strong person. If he starts doing too many things unilaterally without getting inputs from both sides, especially the scientists, the technologists are going to say, this is not the kind of management style we signed up for, and he's going to run into some problems. So I think In a nutshell, think about all the critical issues in an implementation or execution plan and try to follow through with them. I think that's right on. And, uh, you know, Larry, I'm not going to – these implementation issues, uh, you know, you're the expert on. I would advise Balmer to think about um, the broader vision, uh, the broader strategy of what this merger is trying to accomplish and whether it's uh, likely that the combination of these two companies is going to be able to – beat Google at its own game, or might there be more fertile ground for them to, to explore via this inter, the, the, the combination of these two companies? And I might point to three kind of specific battlegrounds or, or areas that they might think about as, as Microsoft. The first I've mentioned before, personalization, whether that be in the domain of financial services, health, uh, healthcare, and all these things that are inputs to personalization require lots of consumer data. And I might think, uh, I might advise him to think about, well, you might want to develop a clear view about what would be the, uh, the area that you're going to be most sophisticated on and try to drive the, 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 the merged organizations to try to be excellent in providing that service to, uh, to the consumers. A second area I might think about is software services. And it's clear that Google has uh, developed some some. Um, some capability in this area. Microsoft, of course, has vested interest uh, for this not to to, to materialize, but I think that they have to be realistic about the decoupling of software onto a given, uh, you know, hardware machine and the kind of emergence of software as a network service. Um, And so that might be an important area. And then third, I think um, an area that I think is going to be a future battleground is the whole mobile phone space, both the hardware and software sides. As uh, whether that might that include uh, the domain of online advertising via mobile phones, or more generally, I think with the advent of, of the iPhone and Android platform, there's going to be, I think, lots and lots of competition that's going to open up both on the hardware and software sides. Uh, that each of these companies, Google. Yahoo and Microsoft will have to think hard 
and seriously about what they want to, uh, how they want to, to, to play in that particular game. And uh, so on top of these implementation issues and transitioning the organizations, I would advise uh, Balmer to think about what do we want to do in the future? Maybe we haven't been so uh, so quick about getting onto the, on the online advertising space. We're not going to cede that whole space, but we're going to try to save our strength for the next big battle. If I could just add, I, I right away jumped into some execution issues, but let me hitchhike on your point because I agree with on something very important. When I talk about execution or implementation, I always start with strategy. I made that assumption before, and I jumped right into execution. The first thing that has to be done always before you develop an implementation plan is to create a strong statement of what strategy is going to be. That will help define the capabilities you need. It will define a lot of demands that the strategy will make in terms of people, in terms of structure, in terms of incentives, controls, all of the things we typically think about, but it does start with strategy. So add to what I said before. First, take David's point. Talk strategy, get the right people involved, give a clear blueprint of where you're going because that will define a lot of the changes and execution issues and capabilities you have to develop to make all of this pay off. So considering what's happening in the online advertising market, what should be the strategy? That's closer to you, David. I'm gonna. Well, I, I, you know, I, I Larry, don't, if we knew, I don't if think we, we would, would be Wharton professors. I, I think we'd right. be out there I, I, trying I, I, to start. We, the we'd all be rich that, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was my first. Thought, but I thought. I thought. Well, I, let me just take a first pass. I think a very, very difficult question. Um, but one thing that immediately comes to mind is: is the platform of, of the um, AdSense and uh, the online marketplace for words driving the advertising revenue? Is that going to be the final, is that where history ends with respect to how mm-hmm. online advertising is provided? Or might there be a next generation, whether they be tagged videos or tagged graphics that then begin the basis of search? Or would it be a better search algorithm? Or will it be not paying for clicks, but rather paying for a bigger percentage on actual calls that are rendered or purchases that are made. I think that there's a lot of tinkering on the business model side and the revenue model side that could um, be the basis of some um, incursions. I I think Google is probably smart enough so that they're experimenting and trying to do localized experiments about how to optimize this particular model, given that it's basically their uh, cash cow. But if I were to think about uh, from a technological side, could there be a technological technological solution that will get better matches between buyers and sellers of advertisement, whether that be as a result of personalization and understanding, uh, collecting all these data, or um, whether it's a more business model type of innovation where uh, you're giving different economic incentives to different actors? I don't know the right answer here. Of course, it's all speculative, but I would have thought that uh, with that kind of stranglehold that Google has, there's lots of incentives, not only from Yahoo and Google so- uh, Yahoo and Microsoft side, but certainly from the innovative startups all around the world that are trying to, to make progress in this dimension. The only thing I'll add, and I, again, I agree with David, is I was thinking about you're getting into online, but there are other services, business apps, services, things that Microsoft is doing. And this, in a way... I'm not focusing on now the online, but a way to get access to small and medium-sized companies that don't currently aren't dealing with you. So it's a kind of way to use one aspect, the online, to maybe gain more 
insight into other customers or access to other customers to sell some of your execute your software plus service strategy that you've always done. So there's another side of it. Maybe not make it a lot of change in online, but use it for something else. But I think what David said is right on. Well, either way, I think it'll be interesting to watch this play out. And perhaps if the deal does go through, maybe we can come back six months after that and uh, assess how things are going. Sounds good to me. In the meantime, David, we should call Steve Ballmer and provide our uh, yeah, suggest yeah. we give him our services. How's that? All right. For, for a small fee. Well, for a small fee. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully he'll tune into the podcast. Hopefully he will. Okay. Thank you both very much for joining us. Our pleasure. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.